Welcome to this special edition of the Daily Vet Life Podcast, where we're bringing you short synopses of presentations from the 2021 AAEP convention. These special editions are brought to you by Zoetis. In this episode, we're talking to Jane McCord about relevant leadership, leading and communicating effectively in the multi-generational workplace. I'm your host, Kim Brown, group publisher of the Equine Health Network. McCord is based in Lexington, Kentucky, and he's a highly requested speaker, trainer, and consultant to companies and organizations globally. Recognized as an authority on the multi-generational workplace and the remote work virtual environment, Jay's high-value content and high-energy events have earned him the nickname of your chief encouragement officer, and I think you will find that true when you start hearing Jay talking to us in just a minute. Since 2017, Jay has become a leading resource across the equine industry. He's presented at the AAP convention. He delivered the keynote for the combined Central Kentucky Horse Council and Kentucky Thoroughbred Farm Managers Club meeting. He's worked with large pharmaceutical manufacturers and distributors, and he's assisted the staffs of individual equine practices. Thank you for joining us today, Jay. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure to be with you, Kim. Thank you. Well, I'm going to warn everybody that uh, Jay and I had a chance to chat a little bit before we started this, and I think you are really in for a treat with, again, he, he's high energy, but he is committed. He he believes, and he's got some good information, so I'm, I'm glad you've joined us today for this. So, Jay, can you tell me what were some of the key points that you discussed in your AAEP presentation? Well, Kim, it's uh, here's here's an obvious one that different generations see things differently. Wow, that's worth the price of admission, isn't it? Uh, but that that uh, is such a loaded statement, and so many, really all of the challenges that folks are facing uh, inside vet practices right now, uh, really roll up to five generations smashing against each other, all wanting it their own way, all demanding it their own way. Let me give you an example of this. So if I were to say to you, Kim, to your audience today, I want you to write down the definition, these two words, simple technology. Would you define those two words differently than someone older than you? Of course you would. Would someone younger than you define them differently than you? Absolutely. What you have to understand is that every word that comes out of your mouth, every email that you send, every phone call you make, what you are saying, depending upon who the audience is, might be heard different than you thought you said it. So you think of words like simple technology or leadership. Okay, different generations are going to find that differently. Uh, Flexible work environment. Okay, well, what does that mean these days? Mental health, integrated medicine. And if you want to start a generational riot, you could just say the words hard work and everybody will go to fighting, right? Because everybody defines them differently. And so the reason why I love talking to vets is that they all know the stats. They know the incredible challenge that they have right now. You have a recruiting and a retention problem. Why? Because generally speaking, practices, uh, established practices are owned by uh, Gen X, top-end Gen X, boomer, and sometimes even traditional uh, practice owners, primarily boomers. Who is coming out of vet school right now, Kim? It's millennial females. 80% of graduates from vet school are female. 
the real stats in the equine industry is if you can get that female to go equine, which is such a small number these days, but if you can get her to go equine, when she comes out within five years, the headwinds that are on her will either cause her to leave the industry completely, go small animal, or join a firm that is focused on work-life balance. That is a recruiting and a retention problem. And the most simple way I've ever heard it put was by my good friend, Dr. David Stevens down in Texas, who said, Jay, there is a herd out there. There's a herd of horses that is just so big, whatever number that is, that requires a certain number of medical professionals to take care of it. And what's happening right now is we are running very close to not being able to take care of that herd. That's what's at stake. So, you know, we joke about different generations see things differently, but think about it. Uh, words like recruiting and retention, managing and motivating, customer service, uh, you know, marketing and messaging, all these things that a practice owner has to contend with. Well, different generations define those things differently. And that's where the real sparks come in. So I get the great fortune of stepping into that world and helping people try and navigate that first by helping them understand the times that we live in. That, that these things are all um, happening and uh, you know, you've got to understand the world, how it's changed. When you understand that, then the second piece of what I try and do is to help people know what to do, have solutions to those problems. And so I'd love to talk about some of those um, and just help folks in this brief period of time. But that's really what we talked about. As simple as I can put it, different generations see things differently that causes immense friction. And that is one side of the coin, Kim. It is frustrating beyond belief. And that is a legitimate side of the coin. I want people to feel that I don't want to belittle that or, or demean that. You feel frustration because it's a side of a coin, but flip the coin over. And for those who understand the times we live in, uh, man, there's so much opportunity to lead. There's so much opportunity to fix some of the big systemic problems in the industry. I mean, it's, it's, that's what gets me so excited is working with folks who want to fix things. That's as fast as I can give you what I said at AAP. Part of the world's leading animal health company with a 70-year legacy, Zoetis Equine is committed to providing horse care products and services that veterinarians and their teams can count on. With trusted vaccines such as Corey-Q and Fluvax Innovator, leading diagnostics like the Stable Lab Stallside SAA blood test and the number one vet-trusted equine sedative, Dermosedan, and a portfolio of regenerative medicine devices that includes ProStride APS, Zoetis is always by your side. Be sure to follow Zoetis Equine on Facebook and Instagram today. I'm, I'm going to... Going to peel back the onion just a little bit here, and let's let's delve into it a little bit deeper. So we you kind of talked about why it's hard for different generations to communicate because they're saying words, and the person receiving those words aren't defining them the same way. They aren't hearing the same way. So how do we get around that? What are the first steps that we can take if you're whether you're a practice owner or you're an associate veterinarian working for um, one of these you know boomers mm -hmm. or dancers? Mm -hmm. What are the first steps you can take to try and solve this problem? Yeah, the, the, the first thing is to give yourself some grace. Number one, we're trying to do this in a pandemic. And I, last time I checked, nobody uh, on the planet has done this before. Uh, unless you're around in 1918, 
but the bottom line is we all need to give each other and ourselves a whole lot of grace because we are absolutely confused beyond belief. And the way that I try and explain COVID to folks to, to get an understanding of this and to answer your question is um, one of the things that I say about myself is I'm a recovering politician. I served four terms in city government and did some stuff state and nationally. And, and uh, politicians are fond of the phrase, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And that's not an untrue statement, but it's not the most accurate. The more accurate way to describe it is same storm, different boats. The first thing that a practice owner, an associate vet, a technician, uh, the receptionist needs to understand is that I might be going through this storm differently than that person I'm sitting beside. If you live in California or New York, it's wildly different than living in Texas or Florida. Same storm, different boats. If you are of a certain age, might be very different. Certain health, uh, pre-existing conditions, different. Living with somebody who has those conditions, different. So uh, and the type of business you're in. You know, my business, my speaking business evaporated the first four months of COVID. But vets, on the whole, have done really well. So many practices have done exceedingly well. Um, so same storm, different boats. That's the first thing I would tell you is recognize the difference of how we're going through a global pandemic. The second thing is simply this, the different generations do see things differently. And there needs to be an appreciation of who the other person is. Uh, what I love to teach uh, when we do some of the communication stuff and how do you communicate better to internally and externally is simply this. Ask yourself three questions before you open your mouth. <laughs> First question is, who is my audience? Who specifically am I talking to or who is this person that's across the desk or I've got to have this consult with or this annual review with? Who are they? What do I know about them? First and foremost, not just, oh, it's Joe or it's a group of these people meet. What do I really know about them? And have I spent any time getting to know them? The second question is, what is important to them? Do you know? Do you really know what's important to them? Uh, because that's what they're looking for from you in this conversation, this email, is, is to tell them what's, what's valuable to them. And the third question is, how do you want them to feel when you're done? Do you want them to be encouraged? Do you want them to be feeling very sober? And do you want them to feel scared that, hey, look, you're skating thin ice here? You, know, you need to know those things. So, Kim, to your question, the first thing is recognize we're doing this in a pandemic. Let's give some grace across the board or wound tight. Rules are changing moment to moment, and it's the same storm, but maybe I'm going through it differently than you are. I'm in a different boat. Secondly is ask yourself, really, before I start communicating to somebody, have I taken a 60 seconds to ask who is this, what's important to them, and how do I want them to feel? Those are some of the just the little nuggets. I mean, we can drop down into some of the generational things, um, you know, uh, specific about that. But at a, at a high level, most people aren't doing that. They roll in with their agenda, their content, uh, their slides, their uh whatever it is that they want to talk about and they've not really thought about this audience and and what's important to them and, and what do they need to hear from from you or from me so today you know as we were getting ready for this i i 
take my own medicine. You know, who is this audience? Well, if it's through AAP, it's, you know, not only vets, but it may be um, all of those folks that support vets and uh, that are in that world uh, of equine medicine. What do they need to hear? <laughs> What's important to them? Things that will help recruit and retain top talent as well as clients, things that make their practice uh, smoother, less headaches with the two-legged. They can deal with the four-legged. The, the two-legged is what gives everybody problems. <laughs> uh, you know, so how do we help with the two-legged? And how do I want you to feel after it's done? I want you to feel encouraged because, you know, there's such an opportunity now, that other side of the coin, and there's monumental challenges. But if you're in the business right now, you get to be a part of solving those problems. Does that answer your question, Kim? That does answer that question. And, and again, as you said, we could probably talk about each one of these subtopics for an hour or a day or a week because it's there, there is so much going on right now. Um, how do you determine? I mean, you, you mentioned what's your audience and what do they want from you, but how do you determine if there's a difference in the way you're communicating or if there is really a problem with something that needs to be fixed. I mean, sometimes people aren't that as receptive to what's going on. Yeah. And, and let me put a, also a big qualifier before I answer that, that in your all's line of work, uh, some things just have to be the way they are. I mean, you know, in the medical profession protocol is a protocol, you know, you, you, and, and in an emergency or a life and death situation, there may not be time to have a, a feely findy uh, type of conversation or, or I totally get that. Uh, but recognize that we all want to do it the way that it's comfortable for us. Okay. And that's just human nature. But when you overlay this generational stuff on top of it, it helps it make sense. So let me give you an example. There are a couple macro trends that are happening right now um, that you have baby boomer retirements at an exponential rate. And COVID has sped that up even. Uh, so you have baby boomer retirements happening. That is putting pressure on us as individuals and as an industry and, and our communities. But we also are in a time where millennials are moving into decision-making roles. And as I mentioned, you know, 80% of vet grads are female millennials. So you've got a clash of these two monster generations. And then in between, you've got Gen X, my generation, which is like the total middle child of the generational family, you know, we're left out all the time. Um, but we are firmly entrenched in leadership. And so what I would say is to recognize first and foremost that baby boomers have dictated terms in every workplace for decades, 20, 30 40 years. Uh, you all have been monstrously uh, impactful because you're so big and everything you did, you could, uh, you could change things the way you wanted to or, or make the market move because of your size. Well, guess what? Millennials are doing the exact same thing. The reason why we're having to make some of these changes that really have been needed to be made uh, is because millennials are so big and you need so many of them. And they are starting to change things. So it's really frustrating when you sometimes look in the mirror and go, oh, you look a lot like me. Huh, that's kind of how I felt and how, you know, so you have more in common than you really think you do. Uh, and again, Gen X is smashed in between going, hey, what about, hey, what about us? 
And what I would say to my Gen X brethren and sister out there is we have to be the best at understanding this generational language uh, because we're not big. We have to be more savvy and do it with more finesse than anybody. So, you know, you've got to recognize that you're going to have to spend calories where you weren't spending them before, really thinking about who you're looking at, talking to, dealing with. So to answer your question, Kim, you know, how do you know if it's the message or the messenger that's really the problem? You, you probably need to take that 60 seconds and say, what do I know about this person across from me? You know, have I even gotten to know them or am I trying to jam something down their throat? Because, you know, it just, this just is, I'm the boss. I say, so therefore we, we do it. Or I'm the new hire. I'm a hot shot. You know, you're lucky to have me. I can go somewhere else. You need to listen to me. There's, there's a, an opportunity again to take 60 seconds and think about who's in front of you. If you do that, I believe a lot of this goes down. Uh, the, the, the friction that goes down. And again, we could talk about all of these things for a long time. The idea of these these podcasts that, that Zoetis has joined up with Equimanagement to do is to keep them short. But if there was one thing that you could leave this veterinary audience with, what would you say, Jay? Oh, man. You know, you guys are so, you're in such a great place because, uh Changes that probably needed to have been made a while back, um, the pressure is to is on to change. It, it doesn't feel fun to change, but you guys get to lead. You guys get to set the bar. You get to to really put your profession in a healthy place. Right now, this moment, there are monumental challenges facing you. But on the flip side of that coin you've got the opportunity to really set this profession up for a long-term win by, by recognizing the generational challenges, by uh, building some of those bridges, by having better communication and better leadership. Uh, all of a sudden now, you become the people and you look back and go, I was a part of that. That's what I would tell you is if you've ever wanted to leave a lasting legacy, uh, baby boomers, which it's how you're wired, you want your work to have mattered. You're in the perfect position right now to have that, that happen, to be a part of that. If you're a Gen Xer out there right now, this moment, um, your, your thing is, is that you want to kind of go that next level personally, professionally, uh, in the industry. Well, guess what? If you're working with boomers and millennials to solve the problems, you get to go to that next level personally, professionally. And then millennials, what I tell you is I know that you're wound tight. Uh, you've got this thing about having impact. You want to change the world. You want to do it now. And guess what? You actually can when you partner with these other generations. If you try to do it by yourself, you're going to be frustrated and spinning. And I would say that to every generation out there. You try and do it by yourself, eh, it won't work. The moment you decide that I'm going to start to learn who this other person is and I'm going to really start to connect, man, I, I just see such an opportunity for the industry, Kim. And again, I can I can go for for days on that one, but but that's what I'd leave you with is a, is a sense of hope, encouragement. You guys are so valuable. And and let me just take one extra minute and say this: I want you to, if you're listening and you are a vet, you're in this world. I don't care what age you are. I want you to know how special you are. You can fix my animal. My doctor can't do it. 
My mechanic can't do it. Uh, my banker can't do it. I can't do it. You can. You can fix something that nobody else can fix. You can help me in an area no one else can. You are so valuable. And if you haven't heard that today or in, in a while, you're hearing it from me. I am telling you, the opportunity you have to see yourself and this profession in a different light is unparalleled. And I know that it's a hard business. Um, and that just speaks to who you are because you're doing a hard job every day. And I just love hanging out with folks like you because um, there's a lot easier ways to make money and a lot easier ways to, to work. But you choose to do this because that horse, because of, of there's something about that animal and you can do something for that animal no one else can. Just be encouraged today. That's what I would say. Well, and on those wonderful words of encouragement, we're going to uh, sign off. Thank you, Jay. And a big thanks to Zoetis for sponsoring this podcast and the others in this series. And you can listen to all 12 of these special editions of the Daily Bet Life podcast on your favorite podcast network or just visit equimanagement.com. We'll have a podcast player there and a short article. And just to let you know, Jay agreed before the podcast started that in the article on equimanagement, I'm going to include his email because I know a lot of you are going, yeah, I want to know more about that. So you can get in touch with him that way. Um, he's also in Lexington, Kentucky. So, you know, if you're in the horse business, you probably know somebody that knows him. So, you know, it, he, he's going to be easy to find. But anyway, thank you again for listening. And thanks to Zoetis and Jay. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. Oh, I really hope so. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you.